Welcome to the most must-seen, must-listen-to pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. Welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Paint Drain Pipe Bomb Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, you all know who I am, so there's no need for me to introduce myself. And as we know, SummerSlam is officially in the books. The biggest party of the summer is over. And what a party it was. Now, I'm not going to go detail by detail recapping the whole show. And it was a hell of a show. I mean, Cody ending the whole story with Brock Lesnar and what we saw at the end. Shayna Baszler defeating Ronda Rousey. Of course, Seth Rollins actually retaining the championship against Finn Balor. But, you know, out of everything to talk about, you know, is the main event. Jey Uso versus the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. And how did it end? My God, did we ever see this coming? I mean, did we ever see this coming at this point? The biggest and the most special thing about the whole story with the Bloodline is that WWE creative direction and the booking, they always find a way to keep the story going. And they find it in the most unique way. The most unique ideas. Who would have thought that after everything, everything, that Jimmy Uso would stab his brother Jay in the back and cost him the match? And according to my good buddy, the playmaker, Mr. Darnell Salins, it's all because of Jimmy Uso. It's because of Jimmy Uso that Jay Uso joined the bloodline. It's because of Jimmy Uso that Jay Uso left the bloodline. And now, it's because of Jimmy Uso that Jay Uso is not the tribal chief and is not the champion. <laughs> you know, lately, I've been teasing the idea of doing a, a story on this show... The rise and the fall of the bloodline, but I think honestly now it's going to be a very, very long time before I can ever do such an episode. And according to what I saw on, well, not Twitter, I mean now it's called X, but you know I think we're, I think we're also going to call it Twitter anyway. From what I saw, Paul Heyman has strongly insisted, and I do say strongly insisted, that the bloodline story is only at the bottom of the third inning. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we have not seen anything yet because he further acknowledged that it hasn't even hit strides yet. So that being said, we have not seen the best out of the Bloodline story. Now, the one thing that's going to make a lot of people angry is the fact that this means that Roman Reigns is going to remain champion for another long time. A lot of people are not happy at all that Roman Reigns has been champion this long. A lot of people are adamant in, the, in, their, in their belief that enough is enough, the belt needs to be taken off Roman. Look, I uh, honestly, in my case, all I can say is we just have to wait until the time is right. When all of a sudden we feel that the time is right, we then, then come to the terms of realization that the, that the time is not right. Okay? Because we're at a whole new point in the Bloodline story, now it's basically a sibling rivalry, which is the whole deal of this episode. Because we've seen sibling rivalries many times throughout professional wrestling. I mean, in the Attitude Era, I'll never forget, at one point, Kane versus The Undertaker. Except th those are storyline brothers. Matt versus Jeff Hardy. You know, 
you know, and I'm sure, you know, in Impact Wrestle, we saw, you know, Bubba Ray versus Devon. But again, this is kind of like the Brothers of Destruction, you know, they're, they're the Kayfabe brothers. I'm sure that there's names that, I, that are coming to mind that I forget. Uh, I wonder if in WCW, I'm sure at one point, I, th I think they had Scott Steiner versus Rick Steiner. So, I'm sure with all these sibling rivalries, there's a lot of stuff that, that I'm forgetting. Like, as, as far as these, rival these rivalries that actually have taken place. I mean, there's one that, I mean, some would say Eddie, the late, great Eddie Guerrero versus Chavo, except, you know, Chavo is his nephew. But, but the bottom line is, these sibling rivalries, we've seen this for a very, very long time. You know, we've seen this many, many times. So, honestly, I never would have expected this to come. But you know what? WWE decided to shock the hell out of me, and they did. And they, and basically, it's no surprise, and it's no argument, that the biggest thing, the best thing in WWE right now is the bloodline. And they they managed to find a unique way to keep the story alive. And the story is alive and well. And from the looks of it, it's not going to die anytime soon. Okay? It's not. But, you know, I think, honestly, up until this point, some would strongly insist that a sibling rivalry has not been good until right now. I mean, this started out between a civil war between... The Tribal Chief and Solo Sikoa versus the Usos. And there's still now another civil war, but this is a sibling type of civil war. I mean, this is something exciting, and we don't even know where this is going to go moving forward. I mean, we don't. You know, because if Paul Heyman, if Paul Heyman is strongly going to insist that this is only the bottom of the third, then, yeah. I mean, how, how much longer could, could this go? Could this go for at least another three years? Can WWE really find a way to keep this story going for another three years? Because this story is now three years in the making. But if we're in the bottom of the, of the third, then, you know, because in baseball there's nine regular innings, but it can always go into extra, to extra innings, so... That would be said, like, th th this would tell me we could very well see this story go on for an another three years, you know? And this whole thing now with Jimmy and Jey Uso, you know, this is something I've really thought about all day. Is this the perfect uh, the, the perfect opportunity to bring in R the Hall of Famer Rikishi back into the company to be involved in the story? Because as we know, the Usos, their daddy is Rikishi. And there's been a lot of rumors circulating on the, around the internet. One strongly indicated that Rikishi himself was interested and wanted to be brought into the company in order to participate in the storyline. Now, I don't know if that's true or not because I've not seen any confirmation from Rikishi. Now, if Rikishi were to be brought in to this whole thing, it makes sense because now that there's obviously this is the start of a rivalry between Jimmy and Jay, you know, you know, okay, okay when, when I was thinking about when the, the, Bella, the Bella Twins about 10 years ago, but I'm sure that there's other ones as well that, 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 are, that, are, that are not coming to my mind that I forgot about, but again, we've seen these sibling rivalries before, I mean, so now that this is obviously obviously the kickstart to a huge rivalry between Jimmy and Jay Uso, you know honestly I think this rivalry is gonna culminate at WrestleMania in Philadelphia. I think honestly that they need to do a lot of encounters between Jimmy and Jay. Okay, so now Jay Uso is feuding with the Bloodline, so that obviously means that Jay uh, that Jimmy that Jimmy Uso is once again a member of the Bloodline. So. So now, now, now Jay really has the odds against him. I mean, again, the Tribal Chief, Solo Sikoa, and his twin brother, uh, Jimmy. And of course, Solo is his younger brother as well. So, 
you know, one guy, you know, going against his twin brother and his younger brother and his cousin. So, yeah, Jey Uso. I mean, right now, you know, someone said that this is almost like Sting taking on the NWO. But I don't know if you want, I don't know if you want to compare the bloodline to the NWO. But, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just absolutely dumbfounded because, again, when I talk about the element of surprise in professional wrestling... When something happens that we never would have expected in a million years, and it happens just like that, well, of course it's going to impact me. So, I mean, WWE is basically, I, I kind of feel like, see, all of a sudden, the, the playmaker, w once he listens to this, and I hope he listens to this, he's probably going to text me saying, oh, now oh, oh now you're starting to get interested in, in WWE again, because as everybody knows, I've obviously been a bit critical of, of the company for a long time. I still follow WWE programming. Now, unfortunately, I don't, I never have time to actually watch it live because of my work, you know, doing these shows and my and my other uh, other job outside of here. But yeah, I still I still follow WWE programming. I never stopped. I mean, yeah, I follow AEW as well. I try to follow Ring of Honor as well as Impact and the National Wrestling Wrestling Alliance, along with New Japan and All Japan and you know in, in Mexico as well. I mean, it's very difficult to follow all of professional wrestling, but. But honestly, I'm going to say it right now, I honestly believe that the rivalry between Jimmy and Jay, th this is, the end of it could end up being at the next WrestleMania. Because, you know, they, they got to build it properly, but they got to make it last the way it needs to go. And if they can somehow keep the story alive, if it works, then, then do it. So, but man, you know, Jay Uso, <laughs> this close. This close from winning it all, and he gets betrayed. I mean, let's be honest. We all knew that. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we all kind of knew that, that Roman was still gonna be was still gonna be on top of the mountain. You know, I had to uh, up until this point. You know, previously before SummerSlam, you know, you know what? It could still be this way. I still feel that there are three people that that are gonna take the belt off of Roman. It could be Cody. It could be Randy Orton, but honestly, it could still be Jey Uso. So just imagine if at WrestleMania next year, then at WrestleMania 2025, if Roman is still champion, could you imagine if by then Jey Uso finally dethrones Roman? Again, these are probably the ideas to keep the story alive. So let me put on my theory again. Jimmy and Jey, the, end, the, the supposed ending to this rivalry is at the next WrestleMania in Philadelphia. And then at WrestleMania in 2025, Jey Uso challenges Roman Reigns once again, and, and this time wins it. So again, my three guys to possibly take the belts off of Roman Reigns is Cody, Randy Orton, and Jey Uso. And if, if it's going to be Jey Uso, then I think that at WrestleMania in 2025 is probably going to be the best way to do it. Now at that point, the Twins and Roman Reigns, they'll be, in, they'll be 40 at that point, or at least close to it. But, but who, who knows where they'll be in their careers at that point. But going back to this rivalry right now from the start of it, of course, now, now we're waiting to see what happens on Monday Night Raw. I'm sure Jimmy is going to have to explain why he did what he did. So I'm definitely excited for that. I know that Darnell, the playmaker, is excited for it. And I'm sure a lot of you out there that listen to this show that are wrestling fans, I'm sure you guys are looking, for, looking forward to it as well. But, but going back to Rikishi, I mean, to some... Saying bring bring back Rikishi is probably not the thing to do because they feel like well, maybe Rikishi's too old. I mean, I don't know. I mean, now Rikishi doesn't have to participate. He doesn't have to work any matches or take any bumps, but he can still be part of the story. He, he can still be brought in. 
Like, could you imagine he's brought in to try to reconcile the brothers, or maybe he asks Jimmy, why did you do what you did? Why did you do what you did? Or, you know, whatever. So, you know, could you imagine if, <laughs> could you imagine if Rikishi sides with a bloodline in the storyline? <laughs> I mean, again, it would be the same concept. We don't expect it, but it happens. Rikishi is brought in. Okay, tries to reconcile his two sons to get in the bottom of, to get to the bottom of this whole situation, and then all of a sudden he swerves us all and he joins the bloodline. I mean, these are just ideas. These are just my theories. Now anything could happen, but man, man, oh man, oh man, am I perplexed? <laughs> Jey Uso, the main event, the main event, Us, man. Ooh wee. Never in a million years. Jimmy versus Jay. But you know what? The way it came down to this, it makes sense. So, where do we go from here? Well, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, all I can do, all we can do, is just sit back, relax, and watch and see for ourselves. But I'm pretty convinced that bringing Rikishi now would be a good idea. But... Is WB, would WB ever consider it? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure in Rikishi's case, I don't know. I don't know. Some would say maybe the money has to be right, or I don't know. Maybe, Riki, maybe Rikishi does, in fact, have a schedule. I mean, he, run, he runs a wrestling school in the, in the LA area, the Knox Pro Academy, if I'm correct. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see, but, but man, but the, the sibling rivalry, the sibling civil war between Jimmy and Jay... Well, I'm honestly very, very excited about it too. And I'd like to know what everybody thinks of this, so let me know. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure to hit the notification bell. That way... I know for sure that you will not be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. And one more thing, if you know somebody that loves professional wrestling and they are looking for the best pro wrestling podcast in the world, well I promise you, no, I guarantee you, Ringside Chaos is the show for them. So please, share out the show, your love and support is greatly appreciated. Thank you very, very much ladies and gentlemen, stay cool, and God bless.